0: Welcome to Ability Assistance. My name is Phyllis Jones, Chair of the North Andover Commission on Ability Assistance.
1: My name is Stacy Leibowitz, Secretary of the North Andover Commission on Ability Assistance.
0: This month we are pleased to welcome Joe Walsh, President of Adaptive Sports New England. Welcome Joe.
2: Thanks, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Let's first start a little bit about What is Adaptive Sports New
2: England? Uh, Adaptive Sports New England is a nonprofit organization based in Boston um, that is set up with a mission to increase the participation in sports by youth and young adults who have either a vision impairment or a mobility impairment.
0: Okay, now you're the president. Are you also the person who started Adaptive Sports New England?
2: That's right. Um, uh, I'm the the founder. we we started Adaptive Sports New England in about in 2013. Um, so we've been going for about eight years now.
0: Can you give us a little history about you know what prompted this? Usually, everybody anybody who starts or who's uh, connected to a nonprofit of some sort, there's usually a backstory to why. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, the backstory is pretty long, so I'll try and give it a little bit of abbreviated. <laughs>
0: or... No, no, take your time because we really want. It's an extremely impressive backstory, so we want to hear it.
2: Well, I, I, I myself am legally blind, um, and grew up that way. I, I was a, a kid who played sports when I was younger, and and um, had had some good experiences with that, um, although recognized that it was difficult. For a kid who had a vision impairment to play some sports, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, started my career as a baseball player and hockey player, just like most kids about my age uh, in Boston. And that those sports were really difficult, obviously, for someone with a vision okay. impairment. Yep. Um, but by the time I got to uh, college, I had switched over to sports like rowing and eventually to cross country skiing. Um, and I got pretty good at cross-country skiing and uh, ended up racing on the US Paralympic um, cross-country ski team.
0: That's impressive. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, with, with, with some good success, which was fun. Very fun and a, a real privilege to have the opportunity to do that. So um, so I, I coached cross-country skiing and I, I was very involved with, um, with, with the sport. Um, took some positions with different uh, nonprofit organizations, including national ones, um, and eventually ended up with a job working for the U.S. Olympic Paralympic Committee as the managing director for Paralympic sport. Um, so I, I had a great opportunity to see the landscape for Paralympic sport. Paralympic sport is sport as it's practiced by at the Paralympic Games, which is the top level competition for athletes who have uh, vision impairment or mobility impairment. So um, so I had the perspective to, to see that at a national and international level and quickly recognized that there was uh, a shortage of opportunities for kids at the local level to play in very um, unequal across the country. So when I was done with that project in Colorado uh, with the USOPC, uh, I decided that it was important for me to spend some time uh, trying to cultivate opportunities for more kids who were like me, uh, had a a, a disability and uh, needed the opportunity, needed a hand up or needed some additional opportunities to to have sports available to them.
1: That's a a great story. It's impressive. so with this organization what are the types of sports that you offer for, for people
2: yeah, we, we, we have a few sports that we actually provide and then we've got sports that we support um, with, where uh, we, we will work with anybody who's trying to play a sport and trying to try to figure out what the what the right opportunity is within the sport that they choose and that they want to try um, but the sports that we provide, Programming in is are uh, include swimming, uh, track and field. Um, we have a great partnership with community rowing in Boston mm-hmm. uh, to offer rowing programs. Um, we we sail with community boating also in Boston, and then we play wheelchair basketball. So we've got uh, some some good uh, a good core of programs. We, we think about it sort of as competitive programs, although not necessarily at a competitive level. Uh, they can you know participants can be at a real recreational level or they we've got some athletes who are who are uh, you know nationally ranked and um, interested in pursuing a, a more competitive career as well.
0: Now you're based in Boston.
2: Uh-huh.
0: We're in North Andover, which is really only 20 minutes to mm-hmm. a half hour you know I'd like to say up the road. <laughs> Depending on traffic. Depending <laughs> upon traffic. I was going
1: to say it depends <laughs> on what time of day. Yes.
0: <laughs> but you're not open only to people from Boston. Like if somebody from North Andover or anywhere in Eastern Massachusetts mm-hmm. per se wants to go into Boston, they're more than welcome to participate. Right.
2: That's right. Currently, we we run programs. Our, our programs are are happen to be in. Quincy, Wellesley, Weston, and, and Boston, um, including Brighton. Um, and we welcome uh, athletes to come from, any anybody who's willing to come. Um, if, if you live a half an hour away or an hour away, if, if the parents or the family are willing to drive that to, to get kids to uh, these programs that we offer, we're happy to have them there. Um, so and it just happens to be that we don't have any programs that we're running right now, um, north of Boston, but that's a matter of uh, circumstance, not necessarily choice. You know, we, 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 uh, we, the programs are such that um, per, we, we can't really offer them in multiple locations throughout greater Boston because there's not the population base to support that. Um, for the programs that we currently run. Um, but uh, we, we continue to look for what are the right opportunities. And uh, if we can find a, a pocket of kids who uh, want to do a, do a program, then we may uh, initiate a new, a new, init- a new program um, someplace where that, that pocket of kids could get to more easily.
0: Well, one of the reasons I ask is because, you know, yes, the show is for North mm-hmm. Andover residents. But with the reach we have in terms of the way people can watch our show, Mm -hmm. a North Andover resident, for example, who might be a grandparent, can see this program and they have a a grandchild, a niece, a nephew in -hmm. in another part of the state who might, you know, desire a program like this and they can participate And you know, grandparent has told friend, niece, nephew, Mm -hmm. grandchild, whomever, um, that you folks exist, but you are New England. So, how do you go from just Boston to New England?
2: Well, we, uh, you know, I like to say we've got we've got athletes from from the A towns. We've got athletes from Arlington, Acton, Andover, and Attleboro, all in our programs right. and and That's the right. surrounding area beyond that. So, we do have kids and families who, who drive in to uh, wherever the locations are um, to to do that. But we also um, work with groups like the Massachusetts Interscholastic Athletic Association, the MIAA, which is the High School Athletic Association for Massachusetts. Um, and we've worked in the past with the Maine Principals Association, um, which provides the same services as the MIAA. They oversee and govern sports throughout the state um, for high school competition. So, our influences on those programs as well. We've created uh, rules and, and uh, protocols for how athletes with these with vision impairments or mobility impairments can participate in school sports, um, and uh, open the door in 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 select sports for for uh, some real access uh, sports, including swimming and track and field and tennis. Um, and we work with again we work with. Uh, athletes and coaches and athletic directors um, on whatever sport they the, the athlete chooses to to try to go out for to try and be part of uh, we'll we'll try and help them out uh, on that there certainly are sports that are more flexible and more adaptable than others um, and uh, we try and promote those opportunities to kids um, throughout but we also take phone calls from uh, across the region um, to try and work you know, work with uh, families to find opportunities. Um, there's a wide network of of organizations that provide adaptive sports throughout New England. There's maybe 25 or 30 organizations that have a mission similar to ours, where they're serving a, a population of, of uh, kids who have kids and adults who have disabilities. Um, a lot of them are based at the mountains. Um, where there's ski opportunities or in the summertime, uh, outdoor recreation opportunities. Um, but there's also organizations like the Andover North and Andover YMCA, where they play wheelchair basketball yep. on okay. Monday nights. Um, not the entire year round, but uh, certain certain times of the year they're playing wheelchair basketball. There they've got the resources, they've got the the the, the, the chairs there, the sport chairs, um, so that people can show up and play. Um, and those are great opportunities um, to uh, that we, we can share information about those opportunities with, with uh, kids and families.
0: Wow, what That's, a tremendous resource! It's, it's
1: an incredible resource. And I guess, you know, kind of adding my question is, is around the age group because you talk about kids. What is the age range of people who are served by your organization?
2: You know, we, we, it, it, it's pretty loosely defined. Um, we have youth as young as five who have participated in our programs and who mm-hmm. do participate. Um, our swim lessons program is particularly geared towards younger kids, but um, we have have some young kids in our track program as well. Um, the, uh, on the older end, we, we have some young adults, some 20-somethings, um and even a thirty something who swim with swim with us in our swim team program um and you know because they come to the program with the right attitude and the right uh perspective on trying to support and be a good mentor to the to the younger athletes who are there um we we welcome them and have them have them there um uh, and hopefully they get a lot out of well I know that they get a lot of out of it as well as being able to share with the kids there
0: they're kind of paying it forward yeah. That's, that's, that's always really amazing. That is always a nice thing. Now you had mentioned um, sports wheelchairs for people who are not knowledgeable enough between you know everybody thinks it's a wheelchair, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> not it's not same. the kind of wheelchair as, it's not the same kind of wheelchair as you see at the airport nor the kind that you see at the hospital. Right. So right. It, it's, it's more a piece of sporting equipment. it's a more piece of an athletic. Um, Equipment than it is uh, a piece of medical equipment. Um, the, it's the difference between um, wearing a pair of running shoes versus wearing your your topsiders. Um, it it uh, the 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 chairs are more sleek. They're light lighter weight. They've got canted wheels, so they spin and turn quick, more quickly. Um, uh, those are the court chairs that we play basketball on or that uh, some of the our peer organizations they play tennis with. Um but there there's also the racing wheelchairs that you'll see in the marathon if you watch the watch the coverage yes, of the marathon.
0: I've seen those, yes. Yeah,
2: with a big right. long yeah. noses out yeah. front. There are three three wheels, two in the back and one out in front. Um and we've got a, a fleet of those as well that we have got loaned out to To athletes throughout New England, um, who are who are using them, so um, all those all those are uh, we have those that equipment. It's there's certainly limitations on it. We we uh, don't have something that works for everybody, Um, but as we uh, build our program, we'll continue to uh, add new um, new equipment for uh, for the people who are participating. So.
0: Yeah, and Stacy and I have been to a few expos where every year mm-hmm. um, they bring out. It's amazing how they adapt more and more equipment to create inclusiveness, yes. whether it be for sports or anything else.
2: That's right. So, you know, there's there's we don't use, work just with kids who have um, who use wheelchairs, but there are there are some sports that are with wheelchairs. But for instance, our rowing program um, is uh, really uses a a wide range of um, adaptations um, that allow the youth and the young adults to to practice rowing, to to participate in that sport. Um, Community rowing, as I mentioned, is our our partner for that, and they've got um, some dedicated staff that work with both youth and with adults. They've got great adult programs there. We partner with them on the youth program, but they've got great adult programs as well. Um, and uh, they've got a lot of practice at at uh, adapting the seat and adapting the stretches and adapting the handles for the for the oars and um, just making it work so that uh, more more kids can play. So.
0: Yeah, because I've I've seen some of that along the yeah. Charles, and yeah. you know that that requires a tremendous amount of upper body strength. Mm-hmm. Um, well,
2: rowing's not a not a easy sport. No, it's also. not. But but it gets a lot easier with a little bit of practice. It's uh, um, you know, it, it's a, it's a sport that people can pick up and do. Uh, if you're a good athlete, you could probably row. So uh, Well, that leaves me even out. if you're not a good yeah. athlete, you can <laughs> row. Yeah, I know yeah. I'm not a good athlete. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so with families, I mean, obviously you work very closely with families and, and their children what is the cost structure for families to participate, or is there a cost? How does that work around funding, especially if there are some families where, um, you know, being able to pay f- to get involved may be a concern for them?
2: Yeah, we're pretty dedicated to making sure that nobody gets blocked out because of an inability to pay.
1: That's great, um, that's really great.
2: It, it, sometimes it, when there's equipment involved, um, it, that may provide a barrier that takes some time for us to overcome because we'd have to purchase additional equipment or um, but we're we're dedicated to making sure that it um it doesn't get in the way um, we do ask the participants in our program to contribute a um a nominal amount for um for participation in the program it's it's more like this cost structure for a town league sport than it is for. I, I so. was going to say, you know,
0: it's not <laughs> cheap to have your kids participate right. at the high school level or right. even at the local um, little league type of level. So, you know, that that's reasonable. It is. It's it's more than fair. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So we we try and do that, but again, we we uh, we yeah we we do our our other we get our funding from other sources as well to mm-hmm. make sure that. Uh, the burden isn't too heavy because because our programs are very high ratio from our, uh, coaches to, to athletes. Um, depending on what what's, what particular program it is, it can be anywhere from one to one to to um, you know one to seven or eight. Um, but it's a it's a very high ratio, intensive um, with coaches to, coaches to athletes, so that they can get their more specialized mm-hmm. programs. So it, it does cost us a lot of money to run the programs, but we, uh, we have, we've got good good sources. So,
0: that that's good. Now, the coaches are they typically either um, have the same types of impairments as the kids have because they're able to to mentor that way, or do they you know are they just coaches who happen to know a particular program?
2: Yeah, um, in a lot of cases, our coaches are are. Um, Current or former athletes who have disabilities. are our wheelchair basketball that player, yes, Yeah, basketball coach played for University of Missouri and uh, in a wheelchair basketball team at, at college. And our swim coach is a um, is a uh, Paralymp- Paralympic gold medalist. And um, so we've got uh, great role models as well as as well as um, knowledgeable. And i,
0: I think yeah. that's important because okay. you know it's it's a well you're you modeling can, the behavior exactly you can do it you know, well you know measuring as, as opposed to yeah. there's, there's no somebody there's, who's yeah. been
1: there you don't have that limitation it's like hey if he can do it or she can do it Ex- i can do it so exactly. it adds that extra layer which is really
0: so critical exactly
2: we we do have we do have other coaches as well though who are you know who are people who don't have disabilities but just have learned Mm-hmm. Um, the the ropes uh, and uh, we we welcome them too they add a, a good value to our to our program I'm I don't sure want to scare they, yeah, off absolutely. anybody um, by letting them think that yeah, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to have a disability in order to be involved because that's definitely not the case
0: no and it shows inclusiveness yes, yes. Um, which brings me to my next uh, question when we had done our pre-show uh, conversation you had mentioned that you have for example if um, brother has you know, an a, um, impairment and needs to be in a wheelchair to play basketball, um, but sister doesn't have that sort of issues, you know that sister can participate in the wheelchairs and she's participating at the same level, that you give the ability for the kids to play together, for lack of a better term.
2: Yeah, that, that's our goal, I mean our goal is to, to build, mm-hmm. build community and be inclusive um, and so we do have siblings who are playing or even friends who come to play um, in wheelchair basketball. That's less common in some of the individual sports, um, which makes sense. Wheelchair racing, but, yeah. but for the team sports, it works out really well um, because it, it uh, gives us the opportunity to, to, uh, to be inclusive and it fills out the floor for us it, you know make sure that there's enough, enough players who are there. And I think that that's the same, like up at the Andover North, Andover Y, when they play wheelchair yeah. basketball, they've got the same kind of setup.
0: And I think that's so important because, yeah. you know, you don't want to build populations where you can only go here and you can only go I, there. It's the I, inclusiveness it's, of- It's
1: really so important. I mean, it's it's great to be able to see siblings together and then friends, because that just builds more, as you were saying, Joe, a community of yeah. people. And hopefully that that's a lesson for other people moving forward, not just even in sports, but in other areas yeah. as far as building inclusive just life itself. Yeah,
0: just life itself.
2: Yeah, you know, historically, we've worked with the. Uh, uh, we're not we're not currently working with them, but we've worked with the Boys and Girls Clubs, Boys and Girls Clubs yeah. Dorchester, and the Boys and Girls Clubs of Boston, um, and uh, they've actually purchased basketball wheelchairs to play with, um, and they've got kids, you know, groups of kids that go that play uh, once a week and. Uh, play wheelchair basketball, but none of them have disabilities. But the, the objective there is to get the kids to, when they do see a, uh, a peer who is using a wheelchair, their question is uh, where do you play basketball, not what's wrong with you, but where do you play basketball,
1: and, and
2: uh, I... or do you play basketball? Uh, so that there's uh, inclusive and a, a recognition of the capacity of, of kids who have uh, disabilities to, to continue to contribute to society and do some of the same things that um, the other their peers do.
1: And I think to piggyback on that, when you have somebody who doesn't have a disability who is participating yes. in, a, a, for example, a wheelchair event, they're kind of getting a bird's eye view of being in the wheelchair and actually participating. And so I think, again, there's that universal, um, understanding then everybody we're all the same in a lot of ways we all want to do the same things but then you're understanding what that accessibility is what it's you know it's not exactly what is it like but you're getting sort of a feel for what somebody else is doing and again and, that and builds it, more inclusivity
0: and it also can build a, a symbiotic relationship exactly um, I, one of our state representatives uh, Christina Minacucci used to run in the Boston Marathon and she was always, you know, she had spoken and told me about how, you know, like you mentioned beforehand, the wheelchair racers mm-hmm. who have somebody in the back, you know, and somebody in the front, and it's not, it's not that the person running at the back of the wheelchair is doing all the work. They're right. doing it in a symbiotic relationship together, together, in order to get yep. it done.
2: Yeah, there are some athletes who require a little extra support um, in the. Uh, in, in doing road races. But some of the, many of the athletes, most of the athletes who are competing in, a, in an event at the level of the Boston Marathon, um, or even local 5K or 10K road races, um, you know, they're going on their own. They're they're out there in a, in a wheelchair by themselves. And you know we create the structure so that they can do that without interfering with the runners, and that the, the runners aren't interfering with them because they move at different speeds. And, it's a little bit different um, and
0: different angling. I would assume as well
2: that that's right. It's a it's yeah. it's difficult to to have too many merged all together, especially with the crowds, you know, yes. when it's a really busy race yeah. um, and
1: safety and, issue.
2: <laughs> and, yeah, we do. We do it on the track with um, the high school athletes. We'll put the, the athletes who have uh, using the wheelchairs on the on the track with uh, with the foot runners, um, but yeah, with enough. Uh, awareness that that no one's gonna no one's gonna get tripped up by that, so
0: that takes yeah. a lot of training too. Oh, I'm sure the uh, coordination yeah,
2: yeah. around yeah.
1: that yeah.
0: is huge. <laughs> yeah, those
2: kids are those kids are well practiced. They're not mm. they're not doing it for the first time. So.
0: And it's probably taking more coordination than the average dancer, you know, to make sure that Absolutely. they're not bumping into each other. It's it's much more intensive mm-hmm. than than a bunch of kids performing on stage dancing. And I'm sure my daughter's gonna throw something at me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm not I'm not sure I'd make that
2: comparison, but uh, I, I think that they, they do work really hard. It does take some work. Yes. For sure.
0: No, that, that's fantastic. Now you'd mention you work with the Andover or you, you refer kids over to the Andover North Andover YMCA for some of their programs. Um, and you would also mention that parents can reach out to you, um, schools can reach out to you. And let let's just say they're they're reaching out to you about an issue that's a little bit outside your wheelhouse. How do you normally handle that?
2: Well, because you know, our organization's called Adaptive Sports New England, we'll get we'll get questions on a, a pretty wide range of sports, um, some some of which are more we're more expert at than others, um, or we'll get questions about. Uh, individuals who have different types of disabilities. Um, we just do the best that we can with that. Um, it's not, um, we're not necessarily always gonna have the right answers, but we'll try and network them to the, our best sources.
0: Now that, that's great because that's the other big thing too. Mm-hmm. You might see somebody who says, I need X, whatever X is. Right. And this organization does Y. But that's the only organization I know, and can X go to Y in order to figure out what Z is. Mm-hmm. That's a
2: collaborative effort. Exactly. The board. Exactly.
0: Well, we definitely
2: we definitely field calls from uh, parents of, of kids who have um, other than physical or, or visual impairments, mm-hmm. and um, you know, like I said, we'll do we'll do our best within our within the capacity. We don't have any real expertise in in those. Sectors, or, or our, let me say, our, our expertise is limited to kids mm-hmm. who have physical or visual impairments. But um, we 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 want to see solutions for everybody, right? We want at the end of the day, they're all kids want all to be playing sports. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll we'll do our best to, to make referrals.
0: And and that's that's fantastic as mm-hmm. well. Now we had discussed, you know, you take the kids who are um, both with physical limitations or with visual impairments. And you, you stick to that area because you don't want to step on other toes because there are other programs out there. Mm-hmm. What sort of programs, um, you know, because I know you'll have a parent watching this saying, um, you know, well, my child has autism or, you know, something else. Or hearing impaired, impaired or, or some other, um, some d- other challenge. Exactly. You know, what other organizations um, that we had already spoken about do you normally refer those parents to?
2: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, primarily we, we, we want to stick to our knitting and know, you know, provide services for the, for the athletes and youth who have the types of disabilities that we know something about. And that's our primary reason for, for limiting our, our scope. Um, And the second thing is we really recognize that there there aren't good opportunities for a lot of kids who are out there. Um, They're either too far away or they may not exist at all for kids um, who have certain types of impairments. Um, But certainly Special Olympics, um, Special Uh, Olympics Massachusetts provides a wide range of um, sport opportunities um, at a local level through the local town uh, recreation programs or other nonprofits. Um, and uh, they their, their focus is primarily on youth who have intellectual disabilities, um, and some of them also have physical or visual impairments. Um, but they they work with uh, athletes who have intellectual disabilities and provide, like I said, a, a great some great programs throughout the state.
0: No, that that's great. Now, for people who um, like to watch Olympic sports. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, you think of just the, the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of break it down as to, yes. you know, when you know, Paralympics is versus the Olympics versus the Special Olympics, if people just like to watch Olympic sports and, and, you know, keep track of that?
2: Yeah. Well, the Paralympic Games happen in conjunction with the Olympic Games and following them. So the Olympic Games, I'm sure you've seen or anybody who's watching television is starting to see commercials for the Olympic games begin on February 3rd. Um, and they'll run for a couple of weeks and the the Paralympic games will be just about a month later. Mm -hmm. So in early March, there'll be the Paralympic games and they're on the NBC channel. So it'll be on NBC and Peacock and NBC sports and the other, uh, team, you know, uh, USA channel and whatever, the other NBC, um, Broadcast networks are, um, and it, there'll be a pretty comprehensive coverage. Um, there'll be alpine skiing and cross-country skiing okay, and fantastic biathlon, curling and uh, sled hockey. So sled hockey is a great sport. It's a it's a hockey game with kids wow. who are who are seated down, sit, sitting sitting on sleds, uh, little ice ice skating sleds with uh, two sticks instead of one, Uh mm-hmm. they they move themselves around on the ice using their that's sticks ex- that's
0: exciting I, i've never seen that before I have. well it's you really get down cool. <laughs> get over to
2: merrimack college because they yeah. they practice there's a group that practices at merrimack college on uh, sunday mornings i think oh, um yeah but uh great yeah the, the ice storm uh the, the boston the boston ice storm uh is a group that's based out of based out of and- out of north Andover over there uh, they do good
1: things. I think that's great that they have it for curling too. I actually <laughs> had taken a curling class out of curiosity with my husband, that is not easy to do. <laughs> so no, I, I am impressed, people kind of joke around it as a sport, but it's hard, <laughs> it's hard to do. So, you know, I'm impressed
0: with anyone who can do that no matter what. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, the, the most I can do is, um, you know, I participate in the three day for, for the <laughs> breast cancer. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm lucky I can do that much. I have absolutely no ability to do anything sports-wise <laughs> whatsoever.
2: Well, that's a pretty big accomplishment, those three-day walks. That, yeah, that's a, that's a that's lot. A big, that's a big undertaking, <laughs> and that uh, shows a lot of fitness.
0: That is, and I, I think I've actually seen a few people do it in a, in a sports wheelchair as well. Mm-hmm. Not very often, I wish I could see more of that, um, you know, and have more people participate mm-hmm. in, in that type of a way. Um, but you know I think I have seen once or twice I've, been, I've done that for oh my goodness four or five different walks so. But I think that's something to look for
1: though you know when you look at a place like you know Adaptive Sports New England that's sort of the gateway there in, in many ways that if you do have people who have uh, disabilities and don't working together in sports why can't it be for fundraising and for other, exactly. other things so I think that that's a real opportunity yes. in a lot of ways. To, to help Bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a question about, and I don't know if we touched on this. Consulting services through um, what is it? Truly New England uh, through your your organization. Do you do consulting um, individually with families? Is there anything that you do around that?
2: Um, we 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 field a lot awful lot of calls. We don't okay, have a so that's, okay. consulting business, but we we uh, we'll will take phone calls and and do our best. Uh, for um, you know anybody who, who who gives us a ring mm-hmm. so
0: that no that's good to know maybe we should make sure that uh, the uh, principals up in this area are aware are aware <laughs> well
2: well yeah, principals and you know god bless them the school nurses who are working so hard with covid stuff but oh, yeah. you know those are the those are our, our targets um, in terms of people in the schools who tend to have the broadest reach into kids who have disabilities and knowing who they are and sort of it is through you know, the school nurses, yeah supporting them. But uh, but the principals and the school nurses both are you know they're working they're working really hard now for sure, I, I most overdone. definitely. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we we really appreciate the referrals that we get from from those sources, so, and I guess as well as t- from physicians and physical therapists and um mm-hmm. you know, ophthalmologists so.
1: that's that's really great and i guess that you know speaking of covid because i think for the first time in about 20 minutes we haven't really <laughs> spoken about covid uh until now but how has that affected your organization
2: well it's been a real it's it's been hard to to, to fill some of the programs because of yeah. because of that i think it, that uh, the, the, the youth who um, would typically be be playing. There's a fraction of them who mm. are just more hesitant. Whether that's because they've got um, an underlying condition that complicates their or I... their, yeah. uh, comp- their exposure, or, or whether they're just uh, healing, you know, uh, staying staying away for now, or, or whether they may have just fallen out of practice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the pandemic's been really tough on kids who had disabilities. I mean, yes, they're, absolutely.
1: They're, prone, absolutely. Prone
2: uh, they're prone to be more isolated. They're prone to be more, have more difficulty with, with their social connections because of transportation or just because of personality or because of overcoming their disability. Um, and uh, so it's, it's uh, we definitely have seen a, a down tick in participation, but we're looking forward, we've got some programs on the schedule for the summer that we hope will get people outside and get some, some more That's youth great. Um, playing in, in a more comfortable environment when they, they can uh, be confident in, the, in the, their own safety. So.
0: And that, that in and of itself is it's important, it's especially huge. right now. Yeah. That's right. Better weather always helps. <laughs> yes, as, as yeah, we recently learned over the holiday season. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: I'd like to. Well, think- I'm, a, I'm a
2: winter sport guy, so I like getting, I <laughs> the hockey. Get, that's right, I don't hockey. I get uh, boxed out too much, but I know that it's difficult around here for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like watching the more summery sports. Otherwise, you know, stick me in front of a fireplace and leave me alone for three or four. Months. I like hockey. I think hockey's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so. My my, we'll blame my father. My father never introduced <laughs> me to hockey. He only introduced me to baseball. We'll leave so. it at that. <laughs> I really like to thank you for coming. Um, you know, and I, I love the fact that Cam finally has this ability for us to, you know, and is giving us the opportunity. I mean, here you are, you know, you're you're in Boston. You know, you had mentioned you would be interested in being on the show, and if necessary, you would Uber out here. But I said, no, no, no. We've we've got the technology, <laughs> and we can bring you in, and you can participate, um, and we can let people in in our area learn all about you and, yeah, and well, it's
2: it's been great I really appreciate the opportunity to to uh to present and um yeah we, we, there are some benefits to what what's gone on in the last couple of years in terms of technology and being able to get to places and meet with people who we otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to so um so thank you very much for inviting me
0: oh uh, my pleasure my pleasure and on behalf of the North Andover Commission on Ability Assistance, thank you again to Joe Walsh, president of Adaptive Sports New England, for joining us on Ability Assistance. You can learn more about Adaptive Sports New England by going to their website at www.adaptivesportsne.org. I can't even read my own handwriting. Adaptive Adaptivesportsne.org. <laughs> um, Join us in February when our guest will be Deanna Lima, Community Support Coordinator for the Town of North Andover's Police Department. And in March, our guest will be Joe LeBlanc, North Andover's District Director of Veteran Services. We've got a big lineup coming up, Stacy. In April, our guest will be Perkins Career Launch Program. And in May, our guest will also be remote again, Four Paws, for Ability. Um, And we are consistently looking for new Mm -hmm. topics to explore here on Ability Assistance. If there are any specific topics that you'd like to learn about, please email me directly at pjones at northandoverma.gov.
1: We would like to thank all of our volunteer crew from the Greater Lawrence Technical School and from Curry College, Uh, Cassie Buono and John Coffrey from the Greater Lawrence
0: Technical School, and from Curry College, Carly Jones. In addition to watching through your cable station, you can watch all of our programs on demand via YouTube, the Cablecast app through Roku and Apple TV, North Andover CAM's website, and we also always roll this out via podcast on Podbean. Until next month, thank you.
1: Thank you so much.